0: During the balance
1: of Pro Wrestling Radio, the Ministry of Slam Radio Show.
0: welcome to your main event of the evening, here at the Wrestling Arena. I'm your host, Paul Barrow, and joining me at this time, your master of ceremonies himself, host of the Ministry of Horror podcast, Mr. Tez Elliott.
1: Oh, hell hey, yeah. How you doing, Tez? You good? I'm all good, man. It's been quite a, a quiet week in wrestling, hasn't yeah, it? it? It's been much a very enough enough. week.
0: I've got no idea what we're going to talk about. I nearly cancelled this show because there was just nothing going on.
1: No. Uh, now now to talk about fact, really. Just,
0: just, just, yeah, sorry guys, I didn't mean to like but should we just should we just knock it on the head, yeah?
1: <laughs> yeah, thanks for watching, guys. Ta-ra! See ya. <laughs> uh how's it going, man? Oh, How have you been? I've been I've been very good.
0: I've been very, very good. Just uh obviously it's been one hell of a week in professional wrestling. To think to think this week pretty much kicked off with the largest event, attended event in professional wrestling his- history, not by, you know, a government that insists you be there, <laughs> is is To think that was a week ago is insane, considering that it feels like about a month ago in wrestling news terms, or at least in wrestling discussion terms. So uh, it has been one hell of a week.
1: Ooh, I mean, I, I guess... Uh, we should probably kind of just uh, get into our experiences of uh, of AEW All Ins. We both we both attended. So um, yes, yeah, really. man, how was um, how was your trip travel up there? How did you find the show?
0: I travelled up on I think it's called the Little Green Coach Company, and they were they were partnered with AEW, and they also partnered with WWE for Cardiff, I believe because you can get your ticket with that uh when you bought your AEW all in ticket mm-hmm. so i think i think that cost me 60 pounds which when i was looking at, when i was looking at getting accommodation i was like okay me and the four guys i usually go to to professional wrestling with in the midlands area we're all bound to go and yeah we all went but the guy that the guy that uh, usually Basically, he's like the, the guy that brings us all together. Wasn't available. So I went from booking a hotel room for four people to being like, okay, let's book it for three people. And then finding one for three people was hard. And then obviously trying to change all that. So it's just like, let's just get the coach, get down there, and get back. And then only one of uh, only one of the guys joined me on the coach, which was pretty funny because two days before he was like, oh, I assume uh, the other guy was like, I assume you're doing uh, National Express, yeah? No, dude. I I gave you the link of what we were doing like three months back. Yeah. Um. So getting getting there was pretty pretty good, pretty interesting. But hearing from my other friend that like his coach didn't didn't leave Birmingham till one o'clock, and I was like, dude, you're not gonna make it. You'll you'll get there like halfway through the card. Yeah. Then again, seeing his his seats were particularly good. He was on the aisle. He got all the entrances. It was pretty good. Uh, I was quite. I was considering the the number of people. I was very worried about my my seats and getting to my seats. Uh, but I did that okay because despite travelling down with people, we were all dotted around the arena. Yeah, people sat on the floor, and I was sort of no. I'm not sitting on the floor. I will sit higher up. I don't know about you, what we all seats like because I don't think we we shared that kind of information
1: no 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 yeah so um me and uh, me and my lovely girlfriend victoria we traveled down by car she kind of spared no expense booking uh, dr- driving there booking um parking at wembley we then took an uber to camden uh, purely to get these enormous croissants which we ended up you having to choking. leave quite a bit there yeah they were like ridiculous uh rid- no, comedy Huh? Like inflatables you get in supermarkets. Yeah. Oh Sweet. yeah, oh, massive. They tasted really good though, but we we barely made like we probably got a quarter into each one. Um, and then yeah, we met up with uh with yourself um and uh Lawrence and Merrill um at the liquor station, which is probably about a ten minute walk away from uh, Wembley Arena. We were sat, I want to say, um block. 111 or something like that we were basically opposite hard cam and we were row 15 up from where the floor seating was uh so it's pretty good really um i was you know my, my girlfriend had the aisle seat i was uh i was next to her and then there was this group uh, next to me who were very very chummy to the extent that when it came to the uh the acclaim match later on he was instantly like oh uh, and so yes we scissored uh we hey. there. and i was then doing that to victoria and she was just looking at me like what and i had to grab her hand and went yeah uh, scissor um yeah <laughs> so yes um i think she now gets that from seeing the acclaim but she thoroughly enjoyed their intro uh, and their intro rap as well um but man it was an intense show i mean the, my main takeaway outside of it and we'll, go, we'll, we'll kind of go into a bit more detail in a moment but my main takeaway was i hadn't really heard um elevate or elevated by whatever band it is that do the theme for will osprey but that instantly after that intro for his match with jericho that song went straight onto the gym playlist the spotify playlist like holy shit is that a banger
0: that is quite the tune
1: yeah yeah, quite
0: the, quite the most motivational kind of like I could I could climb a mountain listening to the east. I could I could run, you know whatever.
1: Yeah,
0: it was it was definitely a tune and and the, the electricity that ran through that arena when that was when Will was coming down was palpable.
1: Mm.
0: It was definitely a a jumping anticipation for that match.
1: Yeah. And you could tell from the uh like the pyro they gave him especially if you watch it back on tv that you just kind of have hopes that obviously he's still under contract with new japan um but you have hopes that they're either going to be a making a play to sign him as soon as his deal ends and this is kind of part of the you know we're going to treat you like the big star you are so just keep us in mind when it's contract season um but yeah, it, it really did seem like a proper... I mean, this is crazy to talk about with Will Ospreay, who's been a international star for a number of years, but it did feel like a, he's a star-making moment in terms of the presentation that they gave to him.
0: To me, there's a difference between being an international star in front of like two or 3,000 people at an independent show
1: mm.
0: at most and then being as beloved in front of that crowd... Uh, and as you said the the pyro for him was immense in fact the pyro for the entire thing was pretty funny because i'm sure every every uh entrance had had pyro from the top of the uh, arena and i was just like yeah. surely they're not cutting to cut into the outside every time somebody comes out pretty
1: much <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much it was interesting to see how it was kind of presented on tv because um one of the first kind of comments that um, that we had when we were watching it live, um, not really like a negative at all, because you're wrapped up in the in the moment. But I think it was the guy next to me who just went, "Is that the kind of the entranceway over there? Like that seems a bit smaller, a bit sort of like a bit sort of basic." And I guess when you're there in person, and it does kind of like it didn't look like you're watching ants wrestling, but you know, people look smaller because you're further away. But the entranceway did kind of just look like, oh, it's just a block of LEDs. But um, watching it on TV, it does, it did look quite impressive, but it was quite interesting to see how that uh, translates to being there live, you know. The entranceway very much from where I was sat kind of just looked like, oh, okay, just some screens.
0: Yeah, I, I, very, thought, I very much thought, oh, they've gone incredibly simple so they can fit more seats in.
1: Yeah, probably. Uh, and
0: AEW are pretty pretty simple when it comes to their entrances for their for, for pay per views anyway. So it's very. It was cool. It was it was cool because uh, when you watch it on TV and the doors open, I didn't even notice the doors opening and stuff because I was I think I was block two hundred and twenty two or something. So I was quite far back. G- good view, good view, but quite far back. Um, so I didn't really get to see the doors opening and. You'd hear stuff. I was. Just, it was. I was quite similar with the seats. Where I got to the Castle. The view was quite similar. It was kind of like, okay, there's the. I can't really see the entrance because yeah, that's been okay. covered by this. But, but I get the feeling. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah, I get that. I get that. Um, before we kind of, I guess, move on to other other bits and pieces. Um... Like what was kind of like a, a real kind of standout or, or a highlight for you? Or was there anything in particular you wanted to talk about from from all in?
0: I hesitate to be a negative Nancy <laughs> because it was a great show, right? But there were two things. One thing I was massively looking forward to this show was complaining about the fact the Young Bucks won the Tag Team Championships. I was all set, come on this programme and moaned for like 40 minutes about how they didn't deserve it and the match wasn't good enough, and FTR should have kept it. Then FTR have kept it, so I can't really do that Complain. <laughs> so that's like 40, 40 minutes of material just gone. And the other bit of negative negativity was I was fine with Jericho doing um, Judas. Mm-hmm. But before he did Judas, he attempted to emulate Freddie Mercury, I believe it was oh, Live Aid.
1: F- I, I've forgotten about that.
0: <laughs> and... As a huge Queen fan, I was offended <laughs> because it was like, dude, like you, you can't even come close. Please don't do this. Mm. Like, I mean, fair play, but like, this is obviously just a just you you've wanted to do this for a long time, but you're not hitting any of the notes. And the crowd who know what it's supposed to sound like are trying to emulate Freddie and not you, and then halfway through they realise like Okay, we're only supposed to go this high,
1: yeah. so it was a
0: bit of a mishmash, and that ruined Judas for me because I was more like,
1: "Right, <laughs> you're going to do that? I'm not singing along to your song. How dare you?" <laughs> oh no, I, so I, you know, I I generally at, at events I'll try to sort of take the odd picture or if there's things going on between you know whatever, but I I try to sort of be in the moment and not sort of spend sort of too much time on my phone. Um, but when it was the Judas thing. Uh, the judas entrance i was filming it and yes i very much was also singing along and when i watched back the footage i was like well, there's no fucking way i'm posting that online because you could just hear me hey, I'm i thought no 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 thank you um but my what my one of my moments which i did then put on on social media because like it was just so cool and i think it was even cooler for me personally just because I didn't watch that much WCW, so I don't know about like the history or the connection of the song. Uh, or, you know, I don't know if it's WCW or or other places. But when Seek and Destroy came on um, for the Sting and Darby Allin entrance. Now, bear in mind, I'm a huge Metallica fan, but I've never been that fussed with Seek and Destroy or Kill 'em All. It's just, it's not, you know, I prefer when it gets a bit more complex, the stuff that they did later, like Master of and Justice for All. Justice for All. Yeah, I, I love all that stuff. But just hearing, because I wasn't expecting it at all, hearing the opening guitar twangs of, uh, of um, Seek and Destroy, I, I whew, that was awesome. That was such a cool moment for me.
0: It was his WCW theme in the late 90s. Okay. And even then, I, I think they played a live version.
1: I've heard so some they, stuff they, about it being a live version, yeah.
0: They, they didn't, I doubt they paid as much as Tony Khan did to get what appeared to be. Album version out there,
1: mm. but it
0: was awesome. I was just and you sort of sit there and you go, it's Metallica. There's no way he's going to come out to that every time, and you're like, well, how many times does Sting actually wrestle? Maybe he will come out to that every time. Who knows?
1: Yeah. and it
0: you know, it did put pay to me. It did put uh, one of the one of the songs when everyone was sitting down and getting ready for the show to start was into Sandman. So I was like, yes. well, there goes my hope of seeing the Sandman because I doubt they're <laughs> going to do this and then play it again. Uh, but you know, I did get to see Grado which obviously I was I was very pleased with. Um uh I all all joking aside, I did think it was very cool for him. I think it's I think it was about half full by the time they did that Jeff Jarrett Grado and and Paul White thing.
1: Yeah, we, 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 we missed we miss we missed Simon Miller. I didn't even know that, that, that it started even earlier than they'd announced.
0: Yeah, uh MOS alumni Simon Miller as a security guard. I was queuing for food uh when I heard Miro and that lot were coming out. Uh so i didn't see it either
1: <laughs> no we we were blessing uh we were queuing for um for merch uh for t-shirts for for a little while so by the time we would got in and got to our seats it was probably within a few minutes like probably about five minutes that we then had um the uh better than you baby Bay v aussie open so yeah we didn't see any of that kind of opening part but um but yeah, yeah, I mean, from there on, it was an awesome night, uh, a lot of fun. Um, the only sort of match that I definitely made sure to rewatch watch um, because my girlfriend wanted to see the Soraya match again, because she's a big Soraya fan and really enjoyed the whole the stuff with the family. Um, I had to watch the tag match, the, um, the Bucks V FTR, because I will admit, because I anticipated, one, that it would go on about half an hour, and two... It would probably be about twenty minutes of that being Nick Jackson doing all of his spots. That's when I went to the bar and I was like, you know what, now's a good time for me to stock up on beers. So I oh, make sure you, to rewatch
0: I'm... that. You, you missed up my legs work. I didn't I didn't step foot out of that seat. Oh no, I mean even... I can't push past people. They I'll I will fall down so many so many flights of stairs.
1: Even though the beers were like almost eight pounds, um, like I,
0: 50 for a Budweiser.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, it's not, it's yeah, not, it's not, not even a, a full pint, that. is it?
1: Not even a full pint. Um, but no, I, I thought all right, that's a good opportunity for me to go get a drink, and we had hot dogs as well. They were pretty good, but I, I, I just I, when you're on a day out, you ignore how much things cost, uh, because yes. it's like it's not real money. <laughs> this is day out money.
0: I paid £10 for a tote bag. I know exactly what you mean.
1: <laughs> well, do you know what? I um, I, I actually kind of lucked out all right. So um, I got um, a House of Black T-shirt, which I've already uh, had made into a, a sleeveless gym, shop, gym top because it looks badass. Uh, I got the same all-out um, kind of uh, T-shirt you've got with the kind of like Cola logo, like sort of, you know, the date and everything. Uh, and my girlfriend also got a House of Black shirt. So... Shirts are 30, £30 a piece, so I thought, we'll, we'll get the T-shirts, I'm not going to get anything else, n- not hats or anything else. It's £90. Um, it was only when I'd, uh, I'd noticed when I was going to get drinks that it, my phone app, my online banking, had said, your contactless limit has been reached, you need to use chip and pin next time, so I used a different card to pay for the food. When I got home, I looked at my online banking and it had said... Um, the transaction for the T-shirts uh, had been declined. Well, Ooh. they never said anything, so I got free T-shirts.
0: Oh, my. Well done. I mean, you're, you're not part of the over £1 million they made in merchandising. But well done. TK uh, ain't
1: getting my money, although the House of black. Be sure would have, to, you know.
0: I'll be sure to tell Mr. Tony Khan when when we inevitably interview him on this fine
1: programme. <laughs> 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 I can't just oh.
0: stop you, you know. <laughs>
1: yeah, well... <laughs> Just don't tell the House oh. of Black because it's mainly their merch, and I don't want to get attacked by them. They're scary. <laughs> I do
0: love. The, I, did, I did love the fact that you, I can't read any of that kind of font. That oh, uh, no, black God. metal font. No, it's just like does that say that could say anything. It could say House of Black. It could say Good morning. How are you? Yeah. Uh, but, but but it could be any band of that genre as well. I've noticed. It's like once you get past like Opeth. I'm, I'm like completely lost
1: oh yeah like i i don't think i've ever seen a a black metal band uh logo and been like oh that's what that says it just literally looks like vomit um it looks like it's a horror movie which i thought would be very on brand for yourself oh yeah oh yeah um but yeah i mean i th- I think we can agree it was a a great day out in general and uh, people yes. are already looking forward to next year
0: yes they didn't next year to 24th
1: was it think so yeah 24th
0: 24th I, I keep thinking do i get a hotel this time and go to rev pro the night before it's like you won't be, you won't be able to get tickets to that you're not going to get tickets to that so uh, i'm no. probably be using using the little green coach again <laughs> all, the, all the joys of, of coming from a big city
1: oh yes oh yes um well on that note shall we get into a bit of uh, the wrestling news indeed This is the news, yeah. This is indeed
0: the wrestling news for the third of the ninth, twenty twenty-three. And first of all, unhappily, we once again, the third time in as many shows, must must make comment on a wrestler's death. Of course, we're talking about Bray Wyatt, Wyndham Rotunda. I would read the the tweets and the press release and that kind of thing, but I think by this point it has been uh, permeated throughout the the wrestling news sphere. And I just thought we should take this time to say, like, what we thought of Bray Wyatt, and you know that we obviously wish to him his family the best of best of. I don't want to say the best of luck, but you know, they're our best
1: yeah thoughts and prayers and
0: that's the kind of thing i was trying to think of without saying thoughts and prayers because that's almost become a meme in itself hasn't it mm.
1: yeah i mean i just uh, i kind of shout out to the the chat chats popping off tonight we've got quite a few people in priceless fran uh, james jones eddie voodoo vegas uh, lawrence um apologize if i missed anyone gruff as well but as uh, as mr priceless says this fucking sucks um yeah. this one when i i, I I'd, I'd seen a tweet on the day uh, or the, or the morning, I can't remember the exact things, and I'd then seen you know a little bit later on, I went onto the the wrestling arena discord and and seen that it had been posted in there, so I wasn't in the wrestling sphere during the time when you know when Eddie passed or i I'd, I'd heard about you know the the Benoit tragedy and and you know all, all that the, the darkness there but when wrestlers have passed during my wrestling fandom they've generally been uh the the older wrestlers or the retired wrestlers or you know quite a few of them before their time i'm not gonna I'm not gonna say you know otherwise but they they'd been out of the the business or, or whatever with bray it really was one of those ones where i was just like no like come on that, it that's just I, I'm i not even going to say that I was like a huge Bray Wyatt fan in terms of uh, in-ring or character I always found him incredibly interesting like he always stood apart from the pack um, and then just to hear at 36 years old when bear in mind I'm going to be 36 later this month um, it's just you know I, I had that moment that I imagine wrestling fans have always have had Previously, where it's just a real kind of gut punch and such a such a tragedy um considering he was due to be potentially on his way back uh you know to we the w w e we
0: were hearing he, they were they were drawing up plans to bring him back and it's just it, it's like you say it's a proper gut punch because yeah we had eddie and you know we we had Benoit, and i i was a fan during the late nineties and the and the mid nineties where seemed like every month or so someone from my childhood watching was passing away in their mid-40s. But yeah. I don't want to say there there was an excuse, uh, but there you could there you could almost see a reason. It was like, oh, you know, steroids were big, the party lifestyle was huge. I mean, hearing that Hawk, Hawk from the Legion of Doom had passed away due to heart complications, and you think, yeah, we've heard a lot of... Lot of stories of Hawk doing a lot of things and and that would and even eddie eddie you were eddie i was very happy he'd uh, defeated his uh, quote unquote demons i was i hate that term thanks to professional wrestling mm. uh, you know he he he, he he'd, he'd uh to terms with his his drug addiction gotten over it as much as uh, as much as an addict can and uh, he was on the rise and he'd be he he'd like reach the top of the industry And then, because of the damage done before that, he tragically passed away. With Bray, it's just kind of like, yeah, he he caught COVID. And that damaged his heart. Yeah. And he went for a nap. And he wasn't... Apparently, he was advised by a doctor to wear a a defibrillator.
1: Yeah, an external heart defibrillator is is what's been reported.
0: And apparently, he wasn't wearing that. And he passed away while he was sleeping. And that's just, it's, it's, like, as you said, I died 36, I'm, I'm 40. And I still think of myself as, re, you know, I'm, I'm at the prime of middle age right now. So I can no longer think of myself as young, but I certainly don't think of myself as old.
1: No, no, no.
0: So like, despite, despite the grace. <laughs> um, but yeah, this guy, I, I loved the character work. I always, I always dealt the booking, let him down because they never let him be. What the character wanted to be, the character wanted to be this generation of the Undertaker,
1: mm.
0: and either the Undertaker was still about, or there was always someone more important that needed needed to win. Yeah, yeah. Like He he'd always talk a big game, and he was he was one of the best interviews of the last ten years because you always wanted to hear what he was saying. And then I think the bookings just just let him down. And then when they, I mean, he he'd really just come back. He came back at Extreme Rules this year, and yeah. one of the best one of the best comebacks in one of the best at least momentary door opening and the crowd going completely nuts that was a moment say what you will about you know wrestlemania moments and whatever else Mm. that was oh i'm glad i bought this show because the rest of that show looked okay on paper looked pretty good on paper but that final kind of image was like okay now we're going somewhere now we've got a new top guy here we go yeah and um, to to think he's no longer with us and we're not going to see him on t v anymore is just tragic
1: yeah it's absolutely uh, absolutely crushing um absolutely crushing this one uh there's a video uh, that's put together that I think some of the wrestlers weren't aware if it was going on online or on t v or they they anticipated it going to the family, but they're talking about uh stories about um wyndham um bray and yeah there's one with the good brothers um uh their names are compared. carl anderson and uh, luke gallows and um yeah that that's a tough one you can see gallows uh, getting quite choked up and otis has a very uh quite a very sort of touching story so um that's on the wwe youtube channel I, I saw that the other day um i'll admit i did skip the samantha Irving bit at the end because i think like ring announcer, she's getting a lot of exposure for ring announcer compared to prior ones um I don't get the I don't get the 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 appeal. But in terms of in general, um, yeah, this was just one of those ones that just it it was. Came it, out of nowhere. it was one of yeah, it was one of those tweets that I was just like, ah, oh, that can't be right. But then you see in like Fightful Select or uh Wrestle um, you know, Dave Meltzer posting about it and it's like, oh, shit. What?
0: We finished our show and then then two hours later this went off. Yeah. And I, just, I was just like, Well, that can't be real. And then it was Triple H's and I was like, well, that's pretty much definitive.
1: Yeah, it was a Triple H post, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, and that's just, it's... I feel so, 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 I mean, young children, mm. you know, it's just mm, nothing good. I mean, I know that WWE are donating everything from his uh, merchandise sales Yeah. to the family, as they should, but... Uh, did notice on on Euro Shop Zone all the stuff was gone because I knew I nearly bought a, a Fireflies T-shirt. I was like, yes, okay. He always got high cool merch. I very rarely buy, uh, wrestling merchandise. Yeah, but I thought for this one, yeah, he always had a cool merch. Let's let's, let's get him something. Let's get let's get. His, and it's just gone. And I was like, good. People are buying it. Good. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Bought yeah, through the family of uh, Kingdom Retunda.
1: Yeah, yeah, that absolutely sucks, man, absolutely sucks. Talking about things absolutely sucking as far as I'm concerned, uh, what's the next news piece, dude?
0: The next news piece in the seemingly never-ending CM Punk. Oh, the never-ending? Maybe it is ending, because after a backstage altercation with Jack Perry, AEW tweeted the following statement. "All Elite Wrestling, AEW, has terminated the wrestler and employment agreements between Philip Brooks, CM Punk, and AEW, with cause, effective immediately. Termination was confirmed today by Tony Khan, CEO, General Manager, and Head of Creative of AEW. The termination follows a week-long internal investigation of an incident occurring backstage at AEW, all in London, on Sunday, August 27th. Following the investigation, the AEW Discipline Committee met and later convened with outside legal counsel before making a unanimous decision to Khan that CM Punk be terminated with cause. Tony Khan was quoted as saying, Phil played an important role within AEW and I thank him for his contributions. The termination of his AEW contract with cause is ultimately my decision and mine alone. Of course, I wish I didn't have to share this news, which may come as a disappointment to many of our fans. Nevertheless, I am making this decision in the best the best interests of the many amazing people who make AEW possible every week. Our talent, staff, venue operators, and many others whose efforts are unsung but essential to bringing our fans great shows on television, at arenas and stadiums throughout the world. And then Tony Khan opened up AEW Collision on Saturday and addressed the determination of CM Punk's contract. He opened the show by saying he had to make one of the toughest decisions in my personal career by terminating Punk with cause following an altercation with Jack Perry that took place at All In last Sunday. The incident was regrettable and it endangered people backstage, Khan said. That includes the production staff who put on the show every week, innocent people who had nothing to do with it. I've been going to wrestling shows for over 30 years. I've been producing them on this network for four years. Never in all that time have I felt until last Sunday that my security, my safety, my life was in danger at a wrestling show. I don't feel anyone should feel that way at work. I don't think the people I work with should feel that way. And I had to make a very difficult choice today. So yes, CM Punk is no longer all elite.
1: No. Why God, why? 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 No! con. Um, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah.
0: Um, to be fair, I am a huge CM Punk fan. This was going to happen. It's just, you can't have that stuff happening every two or three weeks where he was stopping people from coming to collision, arguing with people backstage, got in two punch-ups. It was, at a certain point, you've got to say enough is enough. I don't get it. He was AEW's number one merchandise seller. And they still had to let him go. There are reports of him lunging towards Tony Khan, yelling, I quit, I quit, at All In London, after the altercation with, with Jack Perry.
1: See, so, I... You- uh, I read that as he took a step in Tony Khan's direction, and then that was inferred as a lunge. I, you know, I, I, well, I, I I'm going to be a CM Punk apologist. I think to the, to the end. Well, that's
0: you know, I'm I'm going to sit here and say like CM Punk's my guy. He, he's my, that he produced my style of wrestling. There's the style that I at the moment now I've got Danielson, and MJF, and FTR. Yeah. And other than that, my style of wrestling is quite underrepresented, represented in AEW. So it's getting a bit, it's getting a bit much, especially when you sit there and you go, "Of course he had to go with, with all this stuff going on and the backstage unrest, and you know having to turn Collision into a separate show, which isn't going to be happening anymore. They are going to be merging the brands." So Collision was so good. Collision was easily the best show. Um, hopefully it doesn't just turn into another rampage though especially with the NFL games happening on Saturdays now
1: yeah
0: so i can imagine the ratings for that thing are about to go straight in the toilet
1: what did you yeah. um what did you think about the various reports obviously every every day or every hour there's new things coming out and you know it's always he said she said somewhere in the middle is the truth um so one of the latest things that I've kind of heard is that there was due to be a clearing-the-air discussion between the Elite and Punk, which the Elite cancelled days before All In. Uh, there was also, supposedly, and again, you, this could be a case of Punk fans putting two to two and two together and getting five. I'm not going to say this is definitive. But there were reports that um, no, there was no transport set up for Punk when he arrived in Heathrow, and supposedly... The person who's in invo- who is in charge of arranging, you know, uh, wrestling, transportation or whatever their job title is, um, had been and is supposedly good friends with the, the, the Bucks, um, had been liking anti CM Punk tweets on Twitter. Um, and, you know, there was the the hypothesis that it was done on purpose to mess with him and. Um, I don't know if this is just sour grapes. Transport story is
0: this. It came out about CM Punk not getting transport and everyone went crazy. And then it transpired that nobody got transport. Everyone was just going to get Ubers and then get it reimbursed, pretty much. And, you know, Punk did something stupid. He went on the underground... You know, wrestling fans are all over the underground on that day. That's just to get people going like, look, CM Punk's on the underground, what's going on? Sympathy, sympathy, sympathy. He could have got an Uber and nobody would have known any different. Mm. No, I think that was a bit of a play by Punk, personally. Uh, I, do th- I do think that, you know, I've heard about the meeting. Apparently, there wasn't a meeting set. It was a meeting proposed. And the Elite were just like, we don't want anything to do with it. And that's their right. So, um, you know, I, I think them saying that a meeting was set is disingenuous because apparently it wasn't. Apparently it was proposed and they were like, we don't, we don't want to do this. So, personally, I think that's bad for business because this company could have been running, running high off a, don't get me wrong, the whole brawling situation from last year was stupid. It was terrible. But if they could have come together and gone, let's make some money, uh, they could be riding high off it right now. It's yeah. certainly, I, I do think to a point, you know, Willit Brooks is very high strong, And you know, like, if I say something, he's going to go for me. Push the button and watch him go. He's like a wind up toy. Yeah. Push the button, watch him go, and he'll get himself fired, which he did. I'm not saying it was a game. If he's if, if his own worst enemy, he had everything. Everything. I I I went back at least once a month to watch his debut for for a rampage mm. for that crowd reaction. It was proper, like uplifting. It was cool, and he had everything, and just decided I'm going to nuke this place. And the the fact of the matter is, they had two different uh two different opinions on what wrestling should be, and one of those opinions was shared by EVPs of the company and you should just go along with that I think that's what I think that's why, think that's why uh, Bill Regal left as well I think he was like let's do this let's do wrestling and other aspects were like we can do more lucha stuff and yeah. I, don't, I don't think certain people have interest in that
1: so there's yeah. a schism I see uh, quite a lot going on uh, going on in the chat regarding uh, Punk I seems to Priceless uh, and this uh, it got a little smile out of me because I saw this as well. Um, I saw people getting pics uh, with Punk outside of a bloody Costa. Um, what if uh, something had happened to Punk outside of TK's watch? Bit of a piss-up-in-a-brewery piss move there from AW. Now, the reason that I found that quite funny, is either a Costa or it was a Starbucks, but he was there having pictures with fans, and he's got on this independent the hat he's wearing is from like an independent coffee brewery, which is literally, I think about four doors down from this coffee shop. He was in the chain one. So it's like, if you want, maybe, maybe have a little look on Google maps as to where you are and go, Oh, actually the brand that I sport is literally around the corner. I'll just go there instead.
0: Yeah. Like I said, the guy, the guy deserves to be let go. I feel bad about it because I enjoyed his matches. If I was backstage at AEW, I'd be celebrating because now it's something you haven't got to worry about. You haven't got to worry about a guy blowing up. You haven't got to worry about, like, oh, we just had this massive, massive, gigantic show, and what anybody's talking about is this one guy who's just never happy. Mm. I completely get that. I just want I want that kind of wrestling storytelling, and there isn't that much of it in AEW right now. For me, there's, like, yeah. Danielson, MJF, FTR, and probably like Samoa Joe and Claudio Castagnoli, are the guys that I, I've I've seen do the kind of emotional storytelling, uh, dr- drama rather than melodrama. I often find got quite a lot of AW storytelling transfers from drama and like oh, I really want to see this to melodrama. You go, oh, this is getting a bit much now. Like you know what I mean? It's still cool. I still enjoy it. Yeah, it, it never grabs me where I'm like, oh, I have to watch this match. have to see the combination of this feud
1: yeah it's going to be interesting to see kind of where we go from uh from here as we mentioned um collision has been since it started week in week out my favorite wrestling of the week dynamite has gotten um a lot better from you know i was getting a little bit down on dynamite in the latter stages of last year um and it has improved but they still have moments where it becomes an overbooked mess with some good moments, some really good wrestling, but in terms of you know, there's been some dynamites where it's just like, let's try and do as many things as we can in, in ten minutes. Um, and I just wonder that um are we gonna lose that and obviously CM Punk's one person, you know, but is is a voice, is a bit of an influence, but it's one person at the end of the day. I just don't want us to well not us AEW to kind of lose that um intrigue that they have with with punk in terms of uh, in terms of the match types and the storytelling, you know. It's uh, I watched this week's collision and obviously it was a bit of a storm with the stuff at the start and the announcement from from TK. Um The huge mess up they had at the end.
0: Yeah, it it, it successfully it was... turned the crowd. It successfully made the crowd go, okay. Let's not chant CM Punk. Let's not do this. Let's just enjoy the show. And then you shook the box out there at the end. Of course, yeah. you're gonna get CM Punk chants.
1: Yeah, and you can guarantee within the Chicago. next within the next week, there's gonna be a a box match where they're doing like little punk things to the crowd. And I just think, oh God, they're so childish.
0: Yeah. Um. As you say, though. It, like you said, like uh, I still think the best AEW storyline's been the punk MJF thing. Yeah. Those two matches with the dog collar match and the whole like, you're my hero and you turn your back on me and I don't know, it's great stuff. Well,
1: t- talking about cohesiveness, um, the other thing as well that's uh, kind of popped into my head, just literally, I think just from this past week of, uh, of wrestling and this is obviously going to occur because of having the Ring of Honor tag titles now on your top two babyfaces. Um, we went through a period prior to ring of honor tv starting where it was just like am i watching fucking AEW or ring of honor because their booking was so mishmash of every episode was five title matches and half of them are ring of honor and, and whatever but then the ring of honor tv started and it was like okay we've kind of got a generally a separation of rosters other than you know the, uh the bcc and bit bit of samoa joe um with all out which we'll get to a little bit and in a little bit and this past week's tv it just started to feel like those ring of honor titles and whatnot are bleeding back into AEW tv and i don't i i like that separation you know if i wanted to watch ring of honor i'd watch ring of honor you know
0: i mean shane taylor has a match tonight with samoa joe for the roh world tv title and there's been a big tournament for shane taylor to get that opportunity and it's taking place on an AEW pay-per-view so if you've not the you, not that you're not going to follow AEW if you're watching Ring of Honor, but it feels like you should have waited for the next Ring of Honor show to, for this to come about. Yeah, and you you need it to fill a hole in the card. But hmm. Yeah, I, I think hopefully we're not going to get that kind of cross pollination again. Because I I loved Ring of Honor back in the day, and I still think it's pretty good now. I've, I've bought every single one of their pay per views that, that I've gone on so far, but. uh at least to be separation between
1: uh, church and state, as it were. Yeah, exactly. You, you got to keep it separated. Um, is that is that everything for the 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 wrestling news before we move on?
0: It re- well, it really is because I, I honestly thought that this was gonna, just going to take over everything. Because <laughs> every time I've been looking for like different stuff, uh, this has just taken. Over. I mean, I I was I watched Payback last night, which we'll get to talking about a little bit. And most of the time, I was getting distracted by people's takes on this. Mm. This is really... Co- I can't say it's come out of the blue. To me, this was expected, despite the fact they didn't want it. But, um... Just... It's honestly... At least Wrestling News will no longer be the same. Punk show. Was too, I think it was the last show, I was like... I'm not going to report on Punk unless something major happens, and <laughs> something major has happened, so I'm having to report on CM Punk. Uh, but it seems like this will probably be it.
1: He got in one what? little fight, and TK got scared, and he said, "You're come yes. back and <laughs> with your auntie and uncle in Two Connecticut." <laughs> Two
0: little fights. <laughs> Two little fights. Fair. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, and I think t- I think that's the uh, the wrestling news. Indeed. Right, Paul. What uh, we've well, we've got on the show list. We've sort of talked about uh, about all in, but the, you know, this has been a, a wrestle heavy weekend. So, uh, what occurred last night?
0: Fact of the matter, I didn't even realise this show was happening this weekend. I thought it was happening next weekend. Uh, I, I I mean, we talked about it before the show. We were like. We line this show up thinking, we'll talk about All In, we'll talk about All Out coming off, a nice quick little show, we'll get some nice nice thoughts out there, and then we realise one, there's another pay-per-view and then this CM Punk news happened, so <laughs> I'm going to talk about All In but I'm not going to go through every match I'm not All In, I'm going to talk about Payback, sorry <laughs> I'm not going to go through every match because I, while I watch it I'll say that to me, by two very, very good matches, I'll say there were three very good matches. To me, if you're going to go and watch Payback, matches you need to see are Becky Lynch, Trish Stratus, and Judgment Day versus Zayn and Owens, and the main event of Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. They were very good matches. The crowd were hot for them. I especially loved the Becky Lynch-Trish Stratus match considering Trish isn't the youngest woman in the world anymore. It's a steel cage match. The feud has arguably gone on too long. And they tore it up. They did everything they could do to try and be like, no, you should have put us on SummerSlam. You should have put us on SummerSlam. And they, they had the crowd and it was really good. I really enjoyed it. And... It looks like they're going to try and segue off to Zoe Stark and try and do that and maybe keep Chris around as a manager. I thought that match as a blow-off should have happened at SummerSlam. Uh, it was a good reason for... It was good on this show. I was very happy with it considering, I, I as I said, I thought it should have ended before.
1: Um... Do you do you reckon that because uh, because Stark? I remember the first time I saw her in NXT when I was kind of winding down watching NXT, and I was like, "What's all the fuss?" She seems to be getting a big push, but I don't, I, I don't really get it. You know, she's just a muscly lady. Um, and it was then I saw one of the few since not watching NXT anymore. One of the few uh, NXT. Uh, premium live events whatever they're called their takeovers um in the last year or so and i was like holy shit she is actually legit she's really good in the ring in terms of our main roster though do you think she needs a mouthpiece because she's very hit and miss on the microphone
0: and she hits though she does alright when she hits she does okay which is more than you can say for a lot of people yeah, i mean rico- never,
1: yeah.
0: i think she yeah exactly Big Show is the exact person I was thinking of, yeah. which is really bad.
1: Um, he'd, he'd be so, main um, event level if he could talk. If he wasn't so goddamn bland on the microphone,
0: I think given time she'll develop into something. So given a Trish as a, as a mouthpiece right now, is a solid piece of work. Yeah. Um, hopefully she comes around because the the women's match, which I'll 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 can never remember, uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Rhea Ripley. I don't know if Raquel got injured or what, but it was... It, was, it wasn't it was bad, but the crowd didn't care at all, and they've been putting a lot into Raquel Rodriguez, despite her entire gimmick seeming to be, I have a big back.
1: <laughs> I'll um, smile. <laughs> yeah. But
0: um, they've, they've been putting a lot into her. So... That was... The crowd were pretty much silent, whether that was because the Judgment Day and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens had just been on before and they had a kind of wild, out-of-control brawl that the crowd were very much into uh, and it had all the bells and whistles you can think of, hockey sticks, outside interference, shots with briefcases. It was very cool. Um, It was was probably my favourite match of the night. And there was, other, there was other fun stuff as well. Like, John Cena was uh, a special guest referee between LA Knight and The Miz. And as much as I'm kind of, I like The Miz, but go away for a bit. Like, <laughs> even when you change your gimmick, you don't change your gimmick. You change your look a bit. Like, you... Remember we've started wearing the big coat and all that kind of thing. He's been doing that for what seems like ten years
1: yeah. now.
0: Um so so like go away, repackage yourself. Not even repackage yourself, but come up with something a little different. Um but LA Knight is LA Knight and he needs a strike because he he's got something, whether it is as you know, the the Miz was saying, which I think is what certain aspects of uh of their backstage could, could be seen like, oh, you're an Attitude Era tribute act. Maybe that's what, you know, some of the management are seeing, like you've only got catchphrases. So no, he can work.
1: Yeah, he, no, he he's he's can work. Connection. He is, is I mean, he legitimately got himself over in NXT, which he could say it's a smaller crowd and give them what they like and they'll cheer. But then, you know, like, let, lest we forget, he debuted on the main roster as Max Dupree. And, when they finally saw sense and got that gimmick off him, he wasn't instantly getting cheers. It wasn't like the NXT fandom traveled over to SmackDown to begin with. It was like you'd get the LA night music and it'd be like, oh yeah, okay, muted responses because he was a heel. But even during the time of being a heel, he has organically got himself over. Like he was losing a lot of matches to begin with, but the fans were cheering for him. And it's one of those things where you just think, WWE, you've got to stop having this idea of, well, it's not in our plans at the moment, or, well, we'll t- we'll take on board what, what the fans are saying, but, you know, it's kind of their fluff talk of, yeah, that's nice. Maybe we'll feature them a bit more, but they're not, you know, they're, Whenever they're, they're happens, not. Whenever this
0: happens, all I think of is Rocky Maia Yeah. I was around when The Rock was a smiling, handshaking, shoved down your throat baby face. And today, he'd be got rid of. Mm. He would just be like, this hasn't worked, so you're either on the show for another 10 years as the same thing and beat you like a drum, or we can let you go now. Yeah. Austin, the ringmaster didn't work. How stubborn they are now, he'd be like, nope, the ringmaster has to work. Shove, shove, shove. And it's lessened. It's lessened that Vince's influence, seemingly has lessened, but there is still definitely that L.A. noise, or I um, can't remember his name on the Indies now, um, Eli Drake. Eli Drake, yeah. Has got himself over in every promotion I've ever seen him in. Got himself over in Impact. Got himself over in the NWA, which are two totally different audiences. Got himself over in NXT. Again, slightly different audience.
1: Mm-hmm. Got
0: himself over on WWE proper. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, working. Get out of his way and let him make. He's the top merchandise seller.
1: Yeah, get out of his way. Like I, you know, that I, I'd have to say that they've got to. When when you look at the progression of certain wrestlers back in, let's let's say the Attitude Era, because I'm not that okay with earlier. A lot of those premium wrestlers, the top guys, were hitting the main event scene or the upper mid card to main event scene within a few years of them being featured guys and it's not like today where you can look at some guys who maybe are starting to break in and you go bloody hell they've been with the company for 10 years or they've been on raw or smackdown for like 12 years or whatever but just sort of floundering because there's a process it just feels like wwe are far less reactive in looking at well hey this guy's getting over well this 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 girl's Getting reactions. Let's let's go with that. Let's push that because they're like, well, you know, we we know best, you know, blah blah blah. I just i i don't want us to get to the point with La Knight where they have him constantly kind of getting into good positions, but he's not really achieving anything. The and then people Ziggler. start souring. We don't Sigler, exactly yeah, because Sigler was he at one point was incredibly over, and now he gets zero reaction really.
0: If if you teach your crowd, I don't care how much you love this guy, he's nothing. Sooner mm. or later, people are going to accept that he's nothing.
1: What I would like, and I know you know, he's on one of his many hiatus breaks, and he's not going to drop the title till at least Mania, because everything has to be Mania. Even though he wouldn't win the feud, I would love to hear the pop of Roman and whatever's left the bloodline having a their talk in the ring or heyman's having the talk and then the la night music comes in because that's one of the best i'll be huge pop moments for the, the you know just the intro it's out of all of the newer um themes which is just quite cookie cutter these days you know i, I don't know who does the music go.
0: Like, oh, this is la night
1: yeah yeah and yeah it's done that that kind of typical thing of it says his name at the start or says a catchphrase whatever but man when that comes in you as the viewer know instantly oh shit here we go the audience the lose their well. mind
0: yeah. Crowd the crowd stand up for that music now. That used to happen all the time in the Attitude Era. Yeah. I'm, th- I'm not talking the first few rows where they're gonna stick their hands out and and get, get the get slapped the hand slapped by a wrestler. I'm talking the entire crowd. Yeah. Stand up for it. And there was a moment he was arguing with John Cena, who was the special guest referee in his match last night and I was like, That's money. Yeah. every night like, you want to have them have the disagreement. I know Cena's gonna be wrestling in India. If it was me, you don't want to put Cena in anything too too high up,
1: no. too heavy
0: going. Why don't you put Cena and LA Knight versus Miz and a part a partner we can come up with for the Miz. That's a nice, easy match. The mm-hmm. reactions will be off the chain. You can give Rob to LA Knight from Cena. Yep. And he benefit
1: off. from it, not like theory where it just he didn't do anything with it, or you know, whatever. If it's the booking or or the guy, but you you know that that would just help propel him. I almost do just want him to go into a program for a main event title, like because I don't I don't want him to then go. Okay, well, he's now going to be ready. Let's say for challenging for the the U.S. title because the U.S. title hasn't. It's not. It it needs some work before it can get it back to where it is. it reached the
0: levels of the IC belt. No, the, uh, the IC belt is now very important in WWE. Yes,
1: IC belt um, has kind of been recovered, repaired. Um oh, we'll
0: see. We'll see as soon as as soon as Gunther loses it, whether or not it has. But, uh, yeah. He's about to break the. He's. I think it's Monday. He breaks the record, or Chad Gable beats him. So I'm I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued for Monday. Like, does he beat the Donkey Tonk Man's record? or Does Chad Chad beat him?
1: Hmm. I'd like to, I'd like Chad to win I like, it but I to... like
0: both I like both outcomes because Chad Gable beats him. How pissed off his Gunther going to be and how dangerous does that make him. Yeah. If he beats the Honky Tonk Man's record then Honky Tonk Man doesn't get mentioned as much which is always good. <laughs> uh...
1: Yeah, true. True. I can I can see them I can see them passing the record uh, just because in the last few years there's been those reigns that have been kind of in in, in history for decades you know they had uh, the the new day having the new tag title record a few years back and I just feel that they're that close that they they must i, I don't and it, 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 if they do a rematch in a couple of weeks time or a week's time and then Chad Gable wins it there i I reckon they're just going to have him keep it um, Dude, i'm
0: getting, I'm getting worried because if you get to mania you've only got another two years until, till Roman beats Bruno,
1: which they yeah. could do. I mean, they could do. Uh, I wouldn't. It's gonna take. <laughs> it's gonna take a lot now for me to get back into the Bloodline storyline. Like, done. I've yeah, they I've I've completely it lost interest. Yeah, they it they're going into they, NX. They're going into NWO sort of territory now, aren't they? Where it's like you yeah. just don't know when to end the storyline. Do you? No. Uh, the
0: the thing is, they got me back when the Usos broke off. hmm I was like, okay, that's something, something different. It was the Jimmy turn, as soon wasn't as it? Jimmy turned on Jay. I was like, All right, that makes very little sense. They must have a reason. And it seems like he's trying to get back into the bloodline. And I'm like, wait, you were the one that suggested breaking away yeah. from the bloodline. Yeah, exactly. What the hell is going on? You exactly. don't know what you're doing. All right. But- I'm signing out of this I'm signing out of this storyline. Should have ended at Mania.
1: It's jumped the shark, definitely. And there's been points before where, you know, it's been like, oh, Drew should have beaten uh, Roman, or Sammy should have beaten Roman. The story should have ended at Mania with Cody. Um, and, you know, after that point, you kind of resign your factor. but oh, I'm just going to keep the title on Roman, defending it four times a year or whatever, and doing whatever their cinematic story is. But at that point, with the Jimmy turn on Jay, it was like this just now, this... You, you can only make excuses so far as to why something kind of works, but that didn't for me. So, yeah.
0: If you, if you were to normalise the world's champion only being defended four times a year and there wasn't another belt, and that became the norm, I'd be fine with that. As long as the IC and US are important enough to carry the TV shows, mm. there is a distinct, like... Uh, this storyline's in a holding pattern because we're waiting for Roman.
1: Yeah. Which
0: is a shame because Bloodline was a great piece of piece of business. I, I, I thought it was really good. I, mean, I, I, I still I think the last time I ever had that, that moment where you, where you want to forget what wrestling is mm. and you just go along with it. Was that Clash of the Castle? I turned around to Dave and I was like, they're going to do it? I can't believe they're going to do it because uh, I, I, I thought Drew was going to win for a couple of those, yeah. couple of those near, near falls they got me and fair play that's, that's their job
1: yeah But
0: since then I was like I'm yeah, well it has to happen because it's just getting silly I was like okay they must have a plan they don't seem to have a plan
1: and it's the, it, it's the same old, same old. Roman starts off his strong, his smack-talking, then he's taken some abuse, then he's back in charge smack-talking, whatever shenanigans happen. Looks like they're going to, you know, the face is going to win, ref bump or whatever. And then which member of the bloodline is going to appear or join now? And uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's become... They still put on good matches, but you know what the ending's going to be. Um... And they did. They, they they done well. The moment with Sammy turning at the Rumble was was really really good. Like insane reaction to that. But uh, I think where we had so many years of Brock being champion and disappearing for a while, and then Roman and obviously now three years or whatever down the line. For me, I think that has. I see what you're saying in terms of if you could have a world champion, just the one champion defending it four or six times a year as long as the other belts are up to the level. Um but they've kind of almost tarnished it to make it feel like, oh, this next pay-per-view, Roman or whoever the world champion is, isn't going to be defending it. Oh, it's a B pay-per-view. You know? And that automatically makes you think, ah, it's probably not going to be that important. Which is a shame because you're probably going to still get really good matches. But it automatically I don't know. I kind of get that. That I got that feeling, especially during the the Brock and you know Roman times, where it's like, oh, he's not on the he's not on the card, so it's not a, it's not an important you know it's not an important premium live event.
0: It used to get to the point uh, where you you'd be able to say, okay, it's not a it's not an A pay per view, but you've got a Kurt Angle versus someone, or a Daniel Bryan versus someone, or a Chris Jericho or a Chris Benoit versus someone. I hesitate to bring up his name but that was it you'd have the wrestling match a match that you knew was going to be an amazing match and the problem is now good matches happen all the time on every show uh, you you can't sit there and go we can have a great wrestling match like uh, I remember was it WrestleMania 24 goes was it 24 or 25 goes Hollywood
1: yeah that's... and I was like I don't really
0: care about most of this I don't really care about most of this card damn, they've got Michaels versus Kurt Angle on there. we have got to watch that. And now it's like that kind of stuff happens all the time.
1: Speaking about the uh, the, the main event, um, you know, being uh, Rollins and, and Nakamura, and uh, I was hoping Nakamura would win because I've liked what they've done with his heel character, but it didn't really necessarily surprise me that, uh, you know, Seth uh, won. Switching, I was thinking about it. S- switching over to, um, to SmackDown, but I guess someone that you could say similar level to, to Shinsuke or people may think of, of higher than. What do you see them doing going forward with, uh, with AJ Styles? Because since his return from injury, it just seems like he's got a ceiling of mid-carder, which is crazy to he's say about AJ Styles.
0: He's a mid-carder. Yeah. They don't need him to be a top guy so he's going to be a mid-carder. He needs someone in the mid-card to have good matches. Um, he's not great on the microphone. He's better than he was.
1: Mm.
0: A lot better than he was. I can't say he's amazing on the microphone. He's getting older. Maybe he's, you know, they don't want to... He gets injured now. He's out for a while. Let's put it that way. Mm. And his style isn't the most conducive to, like, let's do this safely. But then again, the world champion on Raw is Seth Rollins. So they can't be that worried about someone who gets injured a bit and has to take some time off. No. Well, AJ, I think they, I think they look at AJ and go, great guy, a constant professional. Doesn't balk when we ask him to lose. He's not angry about it. Mid card guy, and when we need him to do a main event, he can do a main event. But he's not winning.
1: Yeah. Damn shame. Damn
0: shame. Um, oh, Nakamura is the shame. Nakamura is a shame as well because. People say to, say to me like, "Oh, he's gotten lazy." Wouldn't you? Mm. What what incentive has he ever had to be to be like? I mean, this character where you know they're letting him speak Japanese and just subtitling it it's been really interesting. But I yeah. didn't think he was going to win. No way, shape, or form did I think he was going to win. Annoyingly, every single one of Seth Rollins' opponents has been more interesting as a, as a ch- would be more interesting as a champion than Seth Rollins.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I I like I I like what they're doing now with Nakamura. I don't like the weird Elvis suits that he wears, um, but it it does feel like they're maybe getting back to the intensity he had when he was in NXT. And I use NXT as an example because you know I haven't seen any of his you know New Japan stuff or prior. Um, but shall we shall we move on to tonight's pay per view and uh, you know spend like God, the last ten minutes or nice. so. Yeah, two, two pay-per-views this weekend. Uh, should spend the last 10 minutes or so, uh, Paul, chatting about um, not all in, but the one week later pay-per-view all out. But just one just a quick thing that he said he wants all in London to be a yearly thing. Mm-hmm.
0: And he's putting all out a week later every... Because they, they both have bank holidays. And personally, I think this card says one thing can't build two cards at the same time.
1: No. We we had the fear prior to the booking of um All In that, you know, ah oh, there's a lot of multi man matches happening. Are we getting shafted for uh All Out? Because All Out, you know, that that that's the main card. This one, blah, blah, blah. They didn't know what to do with. Um But then you look at it and it's like, Okay, there there are more singles matches, technically, slightly maybe, um, but they don't have a title match, and I I went to, to all in, and I certainly bought it. You know, £15 is pretty reasonable. I, I, you know, I wanted the memory to watch it back again. Nothing nothing on this card yet, dude, is making me want to fork out another £20, you know. £35 one, on one promotion in a week would be a little bit for me. That me do
0: that. There's one thing that's made me do that, and it's what happened on Sunday. I, last night, on Saturday. Oh. they announced that you know they—they they basically were like, "Here's Punk's replacement." <laughs> mm. Didn't say it because that's not a thing you say. Uh, Brian Danielson is facing Ricky Starks in a strap match,
1: and he kind of came out as a face, got a face reaction with a BCC jacket on. So- well,
0: <laughs> people who love the BCC are going to love the B- BCC no matter what, aren't they? Yeah, and that's the thing.
1: The yeah. arm at
0: the end Euro, Supposed to be heels, but people are going to cheer him or whatever. I, and let's be honest, I think I think Danielson's arm can't be 100%. Can't be. No. Because he was supposed to be out until October.
1: And and talking about the BCC, uh, it, it, on the collision, it showed a, a replay of something on Dynamite. And I couldn't even remember this happening on Dynamite, but it was Claudio. Uh, beating up Wheeler Yuta backstage, so to show that Wheeler Utah you know, he keeps getting back up. I've never been interested in Wheeler Utah and that just made him look like a bit of a cuck bitch, because uh, he was just taking a beating for the sake of going, yeah, but I keep getting back up, so I'm tough. No, you look like a chump, as far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah, yeah terrible. And you know, I get the idea, but if you're going to do that, do it with, like, with Moxley, where that's his thing. Like, mm. I... Moxley's almost like Foley. At least that's why I think Moxley thinks he thinks he's like,
1: look at all the punishment I
0: take and keep getting off. Yeah, 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 I'm so dumb with John Moxley because he
1: Oh, I mean Christ can... I mean when we were watching it live, um, you know, both both myself and Victoria were were very uncomfortable when he had the skewers in the head point.
0: Yeah, that got a huge pop.
1: Yeah, that, I was just like, "That's disgusting." And then when I, we, you know, she she came around uh, this weekend and uh, we rewatched the Soraya match. But before that, as I was fast forwarding through the show, it, it kind of had the ending of the BCC uh, Anarchy in the Arena match. And there's the moment which I hadn't noticed, but I think she'd spotted uh, on the the screens where he's got some skin hanging off his head. Yeah, it's just like that is just way too much. Like that is to work. That is, come on, you got, you're gonna be disfigured, like. <laughs> he doesn't care. No, like I've read his book and I. You get to
0: the chapter where it's like, oh, Brock Lesnar's want to do this with me, or this with me, or this with me, and when I was reading about reports of that back in the day when he was in WWE, I was like, oh, Brock would Brock would take like a, you know, Brock would throw him into some fun tax or whatever. You no, could do, could effort if he wants to do that kind of thing. Cool, you know. Maybe he should do something like that to make to make uh, Ian Ambrose look tough. Yeah. Like you have to think, like if he's going up to Brock Lesnar, who was training for a UFC comeback, saying like, "Oh, put me through some glass." <laughs> oh,
1: stop this! Da- David yeah, Walker, too much. The- David Walker in the chat says that- John Moxley started bleeding from that comment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it bothers me. It wouldn't bother me if he was a um, bad wrestler. If this was like, I don't know, Necro Butcher.
1: Yeah. Or The
0: Wife Beater. Or Sick Nick Mondo from like old CZW days. I'd be like, okay, this is how you want to live your wrestling dream. Fine. And I know John Moxley competed in CZW in death matches. But could work. He can talk. He doesn't need to re- resort to this barbarism get reaction, he he must just like it, which is fine. You're a big name. Hmm. You you are now, I'd say, he's the biggest name, crossover name, apart from maybe Jericho, AEW have. Yeah. Right? And you're going, oh, we're going to go and see uh, um, Dean Ambrose tonight you take your kids there and you take your family there and you take your mates there and he's there taking skewers to the head and stabbing people with forks and dude calm down
1: yeah too much
0: if you want to do, do some death matches I've got Ian Rotten's number start <laughs> off for, for a year or so you'll soon get bored <laughs> come back when you want to wrestle
1: Shall we? Uh, shall we take a look at uh, at the card right, and the just go. sort of we'll just sort of run through from bottom from bottom to top and give kind of brief predictions. Um, so yeah, first up here, uh, Athena Mercedes Martinez and Diamante versus Hikaru Shida Willow girl and Sky Blue. What do you reckon, Paul? There's
0: no way that Hikaru Shida should be losing this. Sky, one thing I felt bad Sky Blue's for. a
1: local girl, didn't she?
0: This is one thing I felt bad for. Is that, Gieda got that win on Dynamite and then lost it like two weeks later. It's fair play to Soraya for getting a, a win in a home country, but it didn't need to happen. I like, <laughs> got that entrance. Uh, got your family out there. Your mom got to sell like she got shot. <laughs> uh, which I was just there like you want a job, you want a job. Um, but, you know you, you got all those moments. I don't think you need you needed the win. No. I should have squeaked it out because fans would have got behind her again. And now she just had a, a like rain in front of no one that was hard hitting, and now a rain that's lasted two weeks. Gonna end up with the same situation the TNT title was in.
1: Yeah, she, she does. She does booking for the last year or so has been so strange. Stop, start, stop, start. Where she's kind of made, I suppose, more return saves than kind of uh continued appearances uh, i i like sheeda um you know she was a real kind of standout during the the dailies place kind of era you know the lockdown era. Seren- that serena
0: deep there was some great matches.
1: yeah oh yeah the, excellent her you know her and thunder rosa were kind of and serena deep were kind of top of the top of the pack for me and then obviously you had um uh brit baker with the best talker um in the division um I like Sheila I like Willow Nightingale you can't really dislike her cuz yeah, she's just cool. fun. I like, I like Willow. Uh, her she's, her she... entrant, her entrance is just like you you've got a smile out. She's genuine. Yeah, if
0: exactly. Me, it has a a sliver
1: of the old Bailey. Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, uh, and what's that level but and, and sky blue uh when um one of her matches came on TV and I was waiting for my girlfriend to comment she was like She's got a very large bum, hasn't she? I was like, oh, actually, I haven't noticed. <laughs> I haven't noticed. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think the faces have probably got this for the feel-good factor, Sky Blue being a hotel girl. Um, what I, will, what I will say is I am pleased to see more Diamante because I always thought that she was so talented, and I don't know if she's more Ring of Honor these days, but the fact that for such a long time she was I thought rarely she got on Dynamite. In trouble.
0: I thought she got in trouble. I thought she got basically blackballed for a bit.
1: I know she was teaming with Ivalice, and Ivalice is just constantly having issues.
0: How was Eva Ivalice? I got them yeah. the mixed
1: up. They were a tag team because they won some... It wasn't a tag title, but they won something. Um, but yeah, I've always thought Monte is like really entertaining, but uh, just for whatever reason, I don't know if she's had injuries or, like you say, potentially issues in the back. It's nice to see her again, and Mercedes Martinez is certainly... Someone that needs to be kind of getting utilized more regularly, and Athena as well. You know, I, I don't watch say her *The un- Honor*. But.
0: The only reason, uh, the only reason I can see maybe Faces don't win is they've really looked after Athena. Mm. Athena's really been protected,
1: which is good because she is badass. She's she for the longest oh, I hate time that had one. Finish. Of my... Oh, what the um eclipse? Yeah, I love the eclipse. That's one of my favorite finishes. Like, it's
0: such a setup though, and it's like you're you. Hogan complained about it, stunting like destroying the the bottom of his spine from like just jumping up. You're floating over from the mm. top rope. You, you need to transition to something else. Surely you can find something else. And to me, the person taking it has to stand there like they're in Mortal Kombat for a bit.
1: <laughs> no, uh, well, time for the fatality. I'd say I'd say no more than the Panama Sun Sunrise, which I think is it's also, such that's a also a terrible finish. Yeah, uh, I always think with that one like. How long have you got to wait for them stood there bent over just waiting for, for the jump? Um, what do you reckon about the next one we've got here? Trio's match, which I think was announced on uh, Collision. The Acclaimed uh, defending their titles against Jeff Jarrett, Satnam Singh, and Jay Lethal with uh, for the Trio's title with Dennis Rodman in the Acclaimed's corner. Silly fun. Uh, probably some,
0: some uh, forced scissoring after beating some people <laughs> Uh A missed guitar shot that ends up hitting Saddam Singh. No, just the usual MCNA thing. Yeah. it would be yeah, fun.
1: They're not going to... Clank
0: aren't losing after they've just come out with those ink trio's belts. <laughs> they're, just not, they're not losing for a bit.
1: No, no, no. They're, they're going to keep those belts. Yeah, I agree. Uh, what's the next match on the card, Paul?
0: Next match in the card is Bullet Club Gold. Austin Gunn, Colton Gunn, Jay White, and Juice Robinson. This is FTR and Young Bucks.
1: It was nice while it lasted for Bullet Club Gold, wasn't it? I think Bullet Club Gold are winning this. I it's- hope they do. They're, they're, one of the, they're one of the many standouts from collision. You know, prior to yeah. collision, I was like, you know, said it before. I don't get the appeal with Jay White. Uh, Juice Robinson is quite funny. Um, the guns I was a bit on the fence with, they were very annoying in the early sort of days of Daly's place, but they have kind of proven themselves to be really good heels. I now really like Bullet Club Gold, and I think that's partly due to also their work with FTR on Collision, but their appearance is on Collision. Um, you think Bullet Club Gold are going to get
0: the win? Yeah, I think there's going to be some miscommunication, that was the non-feud. Sooner or later, Bucks have got to take these belts.
1: What did you think of the setup? The uh, the promo, the backstage discussion to set this match up? A setup? You mean the excuse to have this match?
0: There haven't been any setups. There's no storylines. It's all just like, oh, I'm vaguely annoyed, let's have a match. There's no storylines leading into this.
1: Why didn't Anything. you shake our hands out there? Oh, sorry. It was just the moment, you know, like... And oh, they didn't
0: well, do it on Saturday. Yeah. Just, right. It's, it's all, this entire card, except maybe what I'm assuming is going to be the main event, uh, hasn't had much of a set-up. It's just been, we need a card.
1: Yeah. What can we What can we put together? Uh, what's uh, what's the next match? I think this is another recently announced one. Uh, on the order I've got here, I've got Brian Danielson
0: versus Ricky Starks in a strap match.
1: Um, who have you got for this?
0: I've got Ricky Starks.
1: Really?
0: I do not think Brian Danielson cares about losing. True. I think Ricky Starks needs to win
1: danielson certainly comes off like a kind of i suppose similar to omega where it does there doesn't seem to be an ego there at all um and ricky starks needs the win because his elevation is so stop start and came out pretty much said said on on collision i'm so sick and tired
0: of me nearly getting somewhere and something that's totally beyond my control getting in the way it was basically like Damn it, Punk! We're supposed to have a match at this pay per view, and you have to go and get yourself fired. Not, not exactly like that. It's happened to him a lot. Tag team partners have got injured. He's had a bad run of injuries. It's, it's been bad for him, and I think he he needs to be cemented as wherever the hell they want him. They want him up a mid card. Do they want a new main eventer? They like. They just want a mid card guy. I, I think he's settling quite like quite nicely as a high up a mid card guy.
1: Yeah, upper mid card is where I see him for. I don't want to say the foreseeable because I don't want to say that he won't get into the main event, but I think yeah, easily for the remainder of the year, I think upper mid card is a good spot for him because he's a great talker. He has very entertaining matches. Um, yeah, I, I can easily see him. You know, if a face takes the um, the TNT title at some point, like. Like Darby, potentially at some point. I don't necessarily think yet. Um, I could see him feuding with with uh, with Darby for the TNT title, um, or maybe unsuccessfully challenging, you know, like in a one-off program uh, for the for the main belt. But I mean, Danielson's got the excuse of I came back too early to help the company.
0: My arm was already hurt, and got beat because my I wasn't a hundred percent.
1: Yeah okay yeah I, I i can see that i can see that um next up another match which i think has just been quickly announced uh, in the last few days what's this one
0: uh, eddie kingston and shibata versus claudio castignoli and wheeler Utah so you've got the new japan strong champion the roh pure champion the roh world champion and wheeler Utah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's the roh world champion Claudio. Oh, right. Okay. And who's the ROH strong champion? Uh, the New Japan strong. It's Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston. Oh, right, right, right. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, Unless like... they've
0: lost it. No. Am I wrong?
1: I can't remember. I don't, I don't watch any.
0: I, I, I think I think Claudio's still Ring of Honor champion.
1: I like the moment. I th- was it on Dynamite this, this past week when Claudio came out to the ring to get Wheeler and just refused to look at Eddie in the ring? I think that was very well done because you've just got Eddie there screaming, look at me, Claudio. Yeah. And I love their, their feud. I'm saying and...
0: one of these things is not like the other. And uh, Mr. Price the same. We missed the, over, the over-budget the battle royal. And the reason oh. which, you, which, you, which you've brought out, the participants are all to be announced. So <laughs> what are we supposed to comment on? Well, I think someone who hasn't been announced yet is going to win that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I think, I think uh, TBC or TBA may have it in the bag. Um yeah this is going to be interesting. Shibata is someone I've I've only seen when he's appeared on AEW uh, and he is very good from what I've seen. Um I'd like Eddie and Shibata to win it because Eddie does need I mean we start we got it with 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 all in um but we need to get to a position and obviously this is a tag match we need to get into a position where Eddie is winning uh main like pay per view or main event matches in singles matches, to you know, he's another guy that the crowd flipping love. Um, he needs to start getting some consecutive wins. I feel, uh, Lee Kingston is to me what,
0: um, Moxley thinks he is. Yeah, Lee Kingston is 100%
1: believable in everything he does. Yeah, he's, he's a genuine, just like. Don't just don't piss me off because you won't mess, like. Don't me.
0: mess with me because I hold a grudge for life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this, this grudge with um, this grudge with Claudio switches back to Shikara.
1: <laughs> yeah, they have got their issues. They have got their issues. Uh, I think this is going to be a hell of a match. I'm going to say Eddie and Shibata. What do you reckon?
0: I also hope for that. Although, do you really want your Ring of Honor World Champion to lose?
1: Oh, I'll be, it'll be really you to taking the pin. Of course, it will. What am I thinking? <laughs> yeah. That's what he's there for. That's why yeah, he's part of right. the platform combat club. All right. Uh, now here's a match which I have mixed feelings about because I think it could either be, oh, it can easily over deliver, or it could potentially be underwhelming. Um, what's the next match, Paul?
0: It's Miro. This is Powerhouse Hobbs. Miro is winning this match. Miro is winning this match. Miro is winning this match. <laughs> uh, yeah. So feel free to cut that out and replay it when I'm when I'm wrong. <laughs> but, um, I can't see him losing, which is a shame for Powerhouse Hobbs. Powerhouse Hobbs has been stuck with this goofy book gimmick. Um. But yeah, Miro ain't losing. Miro's again. Miro's now one of the names. Like, the thing with Punk leaving is that everyone has who has a vague name now takes a step up the pecking order because they're needed yeah it's just about to get a very big offer from <laughs> and goldberg and whoever else they can think of
1: <laughs> yeah Miro, i think to continue his ret- uh, returning dominance makes sense uh the reason i have mixed kind of emotions is because with powerhouse hobbs he has these moments on tv where he just like man this guy's a legitimate badass he's a big beefy boy that could just his um, his spine buster is brilliant. You know, there's a lot of people, there was a period where lots of people did spine busters, but there's only a handful that were always really good. You'd have someone like, you know, there's the Arn Anderson spine buster, which is brilliant. Then you'd have, I mean, the Rock spine buster was always a bit crap because it was more like a front drop, really, wasn't it? Um, but more Power about, help.
0: um, more about Ron Simmons Spinebuster, because that just like it kills
1: you. Yeah. <laughs> that, that that was that was probably just gonna take the wind out of you legitimately. But Powerhouse Hobbs I mean, he has a great spine bust. He has some great um great moments, but again, he falls into that category of the AEW kind of strong gown second gear. He'll Wardlow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um and he had, I remember a little while ago, I can't remember the pay-per-view, I can't remember all of the participants. But I'm sure he had a lot of kind of buzz going into it, but it was a triple threat match, and I think it might have been Joe and Wardlow. And it was just one of those really underwhelming matches where it was like, on paper, you know, Wardlow's an up-and-comer. A lot of people love him. Powerhouse Hobbs seems like a badass, and Joe is Joe. But the match itself was just like, something's not quite clicking here. I don't know what. So that's why for this one, I'm just thinking, on paper, Big Beefy Boy smacking beef. Should be awesome
0: it'll be good it'll be quick it'll be violent it'll be fun i just want to point out that david walker in the chat just says so Hobbs then after Mm. i've been so sure that it's gonna be me could
1: be could be (laughs) uh bucks are going to be booed out of the building uh he also says um yeah i hope so uh next up (laughs) Kenny Omega and Kanosuke Takeshita. I thought I'd read that out because I know we sometimes read the, look at the name on paper and go... Oh. No, I can't do it.
0: <laughs> Even though I know it's not right, I can't help myself. <laughs> what, 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 uh, what,
1: what do you reckon for this one, dude?
0: Kenny's winning this. Uh, actually, no, there is Chicago and Punk's just... Mm, Kenny might get booed. He mm. always
1: put more heat on
0: Takeshita.
1: I I mean, because considering how unselfish Omega seems, and Takeshita, you know, we discussed last time, it is it feels like he they just haven't capitalized on the initial heel heat of him turning heel to begin with. So maybe, maybe Takeshita win over Omega, I think, to just kind of lost a
0: fair few big matches lately, though. That's the there's a thing between him not minding losing and you actually damaging his star power. Is a the thing. And maybe the, maybe it's like you've got to win one sooner or later in order to make you seem like the best wrestler in the world.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and maybe I this would. is... Maybe if, really he, maybe if he wins this, this then kind of ends the, the Don Callis feud because, you know... I also don't like the trope that AEW do sometimes where you have people involved in multiple groups, so they're then involved in multiple feuds... And with Don Callis, he had the whole Jericho thing at the same time as, uh, as, um, Kenny. And we've had it before with, um, Stokely Hathaway. I'm sure he was involved with a couple of groups at the same time. And I I just always think with that, like, we've already seen this manager once earlier on. Why are they now also involved in another personal feud? Um, yeah, yeah I, I'm going to say Takeshita, but I I'm going to say that.
0: Omega. We'll see who's
1: right. Yeah, we'll see who's right. I probably won't remember, but <laughs> we'll see.
0: I will. Be sure to rub in your faces on right and totally forget if I'm wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, God, we've still got a few more matches on this card. Yeah, uh, they've,
0: they've packed it. Oh. just I'm not really that bothered by quite a lot of them.
1: No, I mean, who, who's next? And I don't know the second guy out of this match, I'll be honest.
0: Samoa Joe versus Shane Taylor for the ROH World TV title. Shane Taylor's won a tournament to get this shot. Um, he's good. Don't want Joe to lose his belt. He probably should have, Was you're going to make the entire King of Anna uh, Oster look terrible. <laughs> On the other hand, I think I think Joe needs to be treated like an MVP after apparently calming down the Punk situation so he can actually go out and have the match. So yeah. I, I, I really want Punk to get... I'm sorry, I really want Joe to get rewarded for you know, going out there, having the match, doing what's right, always being where he needs to be. Then again, if he's not Ring on a TV champion, maybe you seem more involved in an AEW feud.
1: I'd, I'd hope that because you know as i said i kind of would prefer ring of honor titles on ring of honor tv for the most part uh, again he's someone that stood out on collision because for quite a while we didn't really see samoa joe he was very much on ring of honor tv predominantly uh but we've had the benefit of having him featured more on collision which obviously set up his his uh match with with punk um so yeah i don't know who shane taylor is but i would say yeah if if Joe losing the belt sets up this Shane Taylor, but also then gives Joe a return to more prominence on Dynamite, or hopefully if Collision doesn't start going down the Rampage route, um, that'd be nice. I'd be down for that. What's uh, what's next on the card? It's
0: uh, better than you, baby. This is the Dark Order team of Alex Reynolds and John Silver for the ROH World Tag Team titles. Uh, Dark Order are more of an ROH faction now, and this is so much a foregone conclusion. Beginning to think they might do opposite to what people think and give it to Reynolds and Silva. Get the ROH World Tag Team toes off, Cole and MJF. Create some friction between them. But if they were going to do that, why not do it at Wembley? I don't know. It's
1: a bit of a toss-up. Yeah, the thing is, like, do I, I mean? Obviously, I've, you know, I've said a million times, I don't watch Ring of Honor. Uh, do we see better than you, Bay Bay, featuring weekly on Ring of Honor TV? Yeah, but you don't
0: have to have the tag was feature weekly on TV, do you? Yeah, you might have to do it once at the pay per view. Done.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like Dark Order. Um, it's what they're one of those tag teams where I mean, they were part of the reason I used to regularly watch, uh, being the elites, They're so funny on the show. Um. They're also one of those teams when when they did get chance to to tag uh, or you know trios with evil Uno, the uh, the tag team work between Reynolds and Silver was always entertaining. Like John Silver, Johnny Hungy is very entertaining. It would be during those matches that I'd be like, oh yeah, Alex Reynolds is actually pretty good because he would just feature so infre- infrequently, or their matches would be so infrequent. Um, so I'd almost forgotten about the Dark Order just because they haven't been on AEW TV for a while. They've been on Ring of Honor.
0: I was going to say, they've been on Ring of Honor television.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, guess, I guess it depends if they want to make any sort of story developments in this show. Because so far reading through this card, I, <laughs> I don't know what story developments I something think. To
0: make, make you go, you can't miss any card.
1: Because yeah.
0: This doesn't look like it's going to be important. I'm sure the matches will be fine, but this looks like an uh, an overlong episode of dynamite. Yeah. Oh. possibly, possibly collision, considering who's there. Yeah. True. Bullet Club Gold. Uh, there's nothing so far that's made me go, oh God. You know, I'm bo- I'm buying to see Danielson because I I will apparently buy anything to see Danielson because I'm <laughs> that guy.
1: Um, I would say the only thing so far, really, that's that would make me think about uh, exchanging my hard-earned coin for the show uh, is the uh, the three main event matches, which we're going to quickly. going to say, from. we're
0: about to come to the stuff that is making me go, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Statlander and Soho for the TBS title. I think this is going to be good. I really, I it's think both be good. are great. The, the thing is, Statlander
0: should have had a better reign than this. She beats. Um, What's her name now?
1: Jade. Jade Cargo. Jade
0: Cargill. She beat Jade Cargill. And then kind
1: of had a couple of matches and then disappeared into tags and stuff. Well, she's, it, she's, she's a face champion, Paul. This is, this is generally, she, for the most part, what AEW do. face. It should be on every week. It should be on every week. And
0: they should be defending every other week.
1: Yeah, well, they'll, they'll make heel champions look strong. But face champions... I mean, we had it with Hangman Page. I mean, oh, do so had...
0: face champions, they just kind of they get him there and then go, Ah, oh, well, all right, now they're yeah. over.
1: Page, Hangman Page had such a, a great story, you know, for the whole route getting to the, the title. He got the title. It was a shite reign. Uh, not just necessarily his fault. Like Yay! Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so hopefully this is the start of some more kind of high-profile matches because the fact that we... They went through that little period of, um, you know, we're now going to promote women's wrestling a bit more, but then they'd have these random matches at are main event. And it's like, you've got a badass t- champion there in your TBS title holder. Put her in the main event. Have her yep. defend the title as I you... think
0: she's losing it, though.
1: So you, you reckon they're going to have both belts in uh, the outcast? Because
0: yeah, it, it means that Tony Storm gets to go even more crazy.
1: Well, yeah. I... My, both my
0: friends have got titles and I haven't.
1: Yeah, that'd be interesting. I do like Tony Storm and her current, and, and her current character great. development is really good. Sunset Boulevard. I think it be a good
0: match. Uh, to be fair as well, if Ruby Soho keeps losing, it, she's lost everything she's ever had a shot at. Sooner yeah. or later, it looks bad.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess what we could have is, um, you know, maybe... Uh, they go for the, the spot that has won them a few matches recently with the uh, the spray in the face. And maybe it's Storm goes to do it on, on Statlander, but hits Soho by accident instead, causing to the loss, adding some of the friction there also, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd like Statlander to keep the title um, a bit longer, but then I guess, yeah, like you say, they haven't really utilised her, so it's not going to be... Too damaging, but it—I don't know—it's a, it's a tough one. I think it's still going to be a very good match. It
0: seems like a way if you don't give Statlander something to do. It seems like a waste of her beating Jade. Yeah, that's the the thing. I mean, say what you will about Jade, but they gave her that what sixty person winning streak.
1: Yeah, and
0: the person to beat has barely been on TV. Very strange booking. Very strange booking.
1: This is Tony Carl we're talking about. <laughs> What's what's next up on the card?
0: TNT champion Christian, I mean uh, <laughs> Luchasaurus. This is Darby Allen. The TNT title. I do not take this off Luchasaurus. I like Darby Allen. I do not take this off Luchasaurus when you've got Christian Cage there aiming the title is basically his.
1: It's so one of the best I,
0: characters you've currently
1: got on TV. I hear you have a father. Yes, <laughs> who so happens to be dead. Dead. yeah. Bad. I I like I like Darby Allen. I think that they have done quite a good job of re-establishing him as uh as a top um a top babyface singles because there was a period where he was predominantly just in the tags with uh, with Sting and uh, they've managed to kind of. Get a bit more focus back on Darby while not separating him from sting, which I think has worked out quite well. Darby also shown that he is actually not too bad on the microphone like previously he mainly only sort of did these his his own sort of videos and his little kooky sort of you know home movies, but he's had a lot more mic time, and I think yeah, he's all right, he's not amazing, but he is certainly getting there and um uh, but, yeah, I, I think we I'd like to have Christian with the title for quite a bit longer just because he it, he's really helping elevate the TNT title and it needs to keep going up yeah. because it had a lot of damage over the last... The uh,
0: yo-yo belt.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it lost a lot of kind of its prestige um, during the whole Wardlow Powerhouse. I think Powerhouse Hobbs had it. Wardlow Powerhouse Hobbs, Scorpio Sky. Oh, yeah, where's Scorpio? He's meant to be returning to... Collision. He, he injured himself.
0: Returned had about two weeks, where he was winning convincingly. And I think he was on a, an indie show and hurt himself. Yeah, looks to be him because he's he's talented,
1: but he's just keep not working out for him. Yeah, not ideal, mate. Not ideal. Um, and then what we presume is the main event. Yep. What have we got? it comes the end
0: of the end of the reign of Orange Cassidy.
1: You reckon Moxley's got this?
0: I reckon Moxley's Moxley, surely I've done it. How how many more times can he squeak out? I mean, I've enjoyed it. I have enjoyed it. But how many more times can he squeak out a victory? And how many more strips of tape can they put on him to make <laughs> him like look more injured? He's gonna let, look like a mummy at some point. And Moxley's got a whole like I'm insane thing. Indeed, the, the way I the way I do it, if if AEW weren't so lax on the rules, is have Mox get frustrated and just drop some thumbtacks and just slam him into him and DQ. And guess what? Which Cassidy's outlasted him, and that sends Mox even further over the edge. Yeah, I I, I think Mox's got to, got to get this because otherwise, what was the point?
1: <laughs> I. The way that I'm kind of seeing it is I I think Cassidy has really sort of established himself, um, you know, from being the kind of the jokey guy in the early sort of years to, you know, obviously having a, he had a bit of a promo on Dynamite. He doesn't really often sort of talk seriously. Uh, he's established himself as one of their sort of top uh, singles guys and top champions. Oh. I could see him squeaking out another victory but then Moxley just injuring him post match due to frustration, BCC beat down or something, to the point where it's like Cassidy's taken off in a in a stretcher or something, and maybe has to have the belt stripped. Um, I I just think that if he gets a win over Moxley, then that's kind of another sort of tick mark because while well, he's been squeezing out a he's lot of a, victories, he's had a win
0: over Jericho. You ain't gonna get a bigger win than that in this company.
1: They should like, though. We- <laughs> beating,
0: you know, me I bleed for a
1: living. Mm. Mox, he's
0: damaged he's stock for me. He just has. He doesn't feel like a big deal anymore for me.
1: Yeah, the the extremes of uh, of his matches over the past six months uh, have just kind of got to the point where it's like, I used to kind of like hardcore wrestling to it to a degree and then it's like this isn't really that enjoyable some of the, some of the moments like there's a difference between and maybe it's the cookie cutter of growing up with the WWE maybe where there's one thing where you got thumb ca- thumbtacks, tables, kendo sticks, chairs, barbed wire you know to then go and, oh well here's some broken glass and here's uh, skewers to the head and here's a, a crowbar or a hammer to the face and... It- other things. If you, if
0: you do that once every six months it's like oh my god Yeah. it's one thing. He's doing it every other week.
1: Yeah when people get hit, hit in the face with a hammer and then get a two count or they're back the next week it's just like I mean oh. <laughs> why aren't they out for like six months with like serious head trauma because they've taken a hammer to the yes. head and you know you've got to suspend disbelief this is pro wrestling, yeah. But it's just like, you know... And you can talk about all the things, like there was the whole Canadian Destroyer chat of the match between, was it, Penta and, and Orange Cassidy. And,
0: yeah, I rolled my eyes at that, and then all I saw on, on online was positive. Like, oh, isn't it great? I'm like, no,
1: because... Because it used to be a finisher, just like with a DDT, like... S- stop slapping me in the face
0: with, with, like, how choreographed some of this stuff is. Yeah. I want to I wanna believe...
1: Make the cool moves, end matches, yeah. so they look effective. Um, yeah, I see what you mean about mocks. It's it's kind of, I, I guess this is, you know, while I've always kind of had a bit of an interest or a curiosity to watch deathmatch wrestling, because I always thought, you know, oh, give me that for my homework, give me a proper deathmatch. But seeing these things on a weekly basis, uh, you know, it's just like, nah, I'm all right without that. And if it only happened once every six months, yeah, cool. If it was a six-monthly thing, oh, shit, it's going to go down. Like when Justin Roberts, before, I think, is it before Blood and Guts, where he goes, shit's about to hit the fan or something like that. That loses all impact when it's happening every week.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm coming across like a right hypocrite because Mick Foley was my guy. The mystique of Mick Foley in the King of the Death match is one of the things that made you go, oh, my God. Mick Foley would take a big bump, like... Once a year, if that, yeah, a huge bump. And you'd be like, Jesus, wouldn't do it every show. Uh, and to be blunt, the thing that made me love Mick Foley was his interviews. So,
1: <laughs> yeah. And this is it. I, th- I think, you know, not to kind of go back to the punk and regal types uh, versus the um, the younger bucks, uh, not the young bucks, but, you know, the the, the younger types. Is these are going to be the guys? I guess that from the indies, they could just go. Well, we're going to do whatever the fuck we want. We want to get that crowd on their feet, and we're going to just throw everything against it because that's going to get the crowd hyped. It just seems like you don't have that person in the back. Not to give Vince any sort of credit, because you know there's enough enough bad stuff to talk about with Vince. Yeah, producers or whatever. If we take TK out of the equation, you know, just sort of the match choreographers, the producers, just doesn't seem like there's anyone in the back to kind of go.
0: They're that's that's that. a spot Don't. for the pay-per-view.
1: That's, that, that's, that's too much, you know.
0: It's a spot for Double or Nothing next year. Yeah. Not like, oh, yeah, just do it. The thing, that, the thing that drives me crazy about AEW is nobody ever takes their foot off the gas. No. Opening match will have the same amount of 2.99999 kickouts as the main event. Not every pay-per-view needs one 2.99999 kickout.
1: No exactly exactly and yeah that's part of the problem with dynamite and collision had a cool moment with uh with Hobbs against some jobber who he just destroyed in seconds which then also led to the Miro thing but it's doing something a little bit different oh we've got a scheduled match it it's barely it's not lasted like he has destroyed him he's done a move or a couple of moves end of and that as a viewer or someone flicking through the channels will go holy shit this guy's legit he's just destroyed that person with two moves but if you're seeing well that's a crazy move He's not even pinned him. Oh, he's done a whole bunch of crazy moves and he's got a one count. It's like, all oh, right, okay. So, did none of these moves hurt then, was it, or were they all just superhuman? There's an
0: old thing with Jake Roberts where an interviewer said, "What do you think about people who do the DDT and it's not even like a finisher; it's like a transitional move?" He says, "It means they're shit. It means they can't do a DDT Yeah. because mine knocks people out and I pin people. So everyone else's crappy DDT, keep doing it." 'Cause mine wins. (laughs) Yeah, and it's true. And making you're not making my move look bad, you look bad.
1: Uh, I, I guess it's i guess the, the whole move thing becomes kind of quite cyclical because the ddt has only in recent years become a bit more of a finish you don't really see it on mainstream wrestling as a transitional move much anymore but for such a long period it would be the you move they the do before a yeah, yeah it's been replaced by canadian destroyer it's been replaced Jesus. by the super kick and i guess these are the moves that the current wrestlers were seeing when they were growing up and going oh that's so cool practicing it in the in the schoolyard oh, or practicing it with friends be sure. I wanted to be Sean. And then, you know, the, the, the younger guys coming up now who'd been seeing, I guess, uh, TNA in the, in the early years would have been like, oh, Petey Williams, Canadian Destroyer. Oh, it's not actually, I don't know. But when you see older people doing it, you have to assume it's not actually that difficult to do if you have the right person doing it. So then all of a sudden everyone's doing it and it's not even leading to a, a one or a two count. Um, so, yeah, we just get into that scenario where I imagine with this match, going back to All Out, Probably going to be a hell of a good match. Probably going to be quite disgusting with Moxley. But we're also going to see Orange Casty taking a battering and kicking out at two, kicking out two and a half. And it just makes you think John Moxley's not that hard.
0: Yeah. His character, if he was the only guy doing that, get it?
1: Yeah, he can take a beating, but he can still get back up. But when everyone has that, it's like.
0: Everyone does it, it means X, which means. Cassidy has to do it more the point that he gets she takes me out of the match and I'm like okay okay end 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 um yeah I think Mox has got this because it's time for a change
1: Yeah I'm I'm going to go I'm going to go Cassidy just cuz I don't think I know Mox doesn't need the belt cuz obviously he's been you know top of the top of the card a few times but I'm, I'm gonna go cassidy but i have a feeling that he's gonna get injured i think that it's gonna get to a point where he just to to protect his elevation as a character i reckon that they're gonna have we to take have the belt off him <laughs> they're gonna have to take <laughs> they are have to take the belt off of him due to injury, due to the BCC. And that can then lead to another BCC Best Friends match where they're trying to defend you know, their mate. And you can then also bring in Rapungi Vice and all the various different iterations of Best Friends. All that shit gives you a few more weeks of TV. But I don't know. I'm still not intrigued enough to spend £20 on the card. But some of these matches, a small handful, have my kind interest. Of
0: the, like, the, ones that are, the ones that I'm interested in, I'm, she's borderline this was borderline like doing this show better at least keep up with what's going on. (laughs) Like I'm not, not at the point. Like I wasn't in my teenage years where I had no money and I was like trying to source someone who recorded it on YouTube onto a dodgy. So like, yeah, I'll I'll pay for it. Cause, but if I wasn't doing this show, I may well have been like, catch the results tomorrow. I'm probably not going to stay up and watch this live, which is a, a rarity for me. I, I very rarely don't watch things live, um,
1: but I mean, I, I regretted not watching um, Forbidden Door Two because I had no interest going into that, but I heard it was an excellent show. Is the thing like they might they might look at like the
0: the wrestlers might look at the card and go, "Bloody hell, this isn't looking up to much. We need to blow the doors off yeah. this and make it." you know make it incredible so that people go we can't miss a pay-per-view
1: and you know you know a bunch of them are are ones that look online at stuff because we know that there's going to be there's going to be a whole group of wrestlers that always they all are dave Dave, i've got some news for you dave oh brian oh, sean i've got some information for sean ross there's not one of them there's not one of them that isn't online yeah so you know that there's probably going to be there's there's probably going to be some of that group kind of or the, the wrestlers in general going oh people aren't really that hyped about this let's Blow the roof off, you know. Let's let's do some crazy so, shit.
0: always going to vote for the longest match? I'd say it'd be the the eight man.
1: Bullock, yeah, I was looking at that. But yeah, go young bucks. 40.
0: Um, because there's some people that like to kick out at two point nine 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 nine, and they're going to want to have a four and a half star match. So that's the big news coming out of it.
1: I mean I'd I'd be hyped for that match if the majority of the match was Bullet Club Cold beating down on like Matt Jackson or Nick Jackson uh, purely because just I such swear such a good tag team I swear whenever I watch uh, a Young Bucks match I never notice Nick Jackson taking much punishment all I notice is Matt Jackson getting the hot tag Coming in like he's a hard man, but then very quickly, he's the one that takes the abuse and is like, oh, my back. Uh. I, well, I want to see role. Nick Jackson get a kicking because I just—I swear I never notice it. <laughs> and that's probably because I find them annoying. <laughs> i never I'm used so to no, My number one concern is
0: like, as I've soured on the Young Bucks, that somebody's just going to be sitting there going, because m- I swear some of my friends do it because they know I'll get a rise out of me to where they the greatest team of all time. I'm like,
1: oh, <laughs> like, Oh, <laughs> I used to like when AW started, and I hadn't seen that much of them. I used to like the young bucks, and as time has gone on, I'm just like it's the same match. It is the same match every time. There's no storytelling. That it's the same match, and yeah, it's
0: it's fun to watch live. It's fun to watch. I understand why they get the big. I don't know, I've, I've mentioned it a few times in this podcast. Saw the Elite versus British Strong Style, which was. Um, Butch and uh, Mustache Martin. I can't think of Butch's real name, which is annoying me. Considering you know, I used to see him every month. Pete Dunn, thank you very much. That's not his real name. His real name is like Robert England or something. <laughs> Robert, England <laughs> Robert, is Robert, Freddy Kruger. Robert England. Robert England. Robert England. Robert England. Freddie Something
1: <laughs> England. It is something England. Um, maybe, maybe this match will be a Nightmare on Elm Street. Who knows?
0: Oh God! But like that was amazing when I saw when I saw that match, and then I, I think I saw them somewhere else, and it was like this is the same thing they rely on the other team to be different enough to make the match seem different.
1: Yeah. I think I mean with it's it's the main thing for me is it's FTR V Bullet Club Gold. Um and FTR can have a great match with a wet paper bag uh, and still put over and put put over the wet paper bag. Uh Bullet Club Gold are br- a brilliant bucks of the pucks. So, Peter yeah.
0: Thomas England <laughs>
1: Pete done Pete done um yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm kinda of thinking maybe now.
0: It's David Walker. It would have bothered me.
1: <laughs> I don't know. We, we shall we shall see. We shall see. Maybe I will just look to see what the kind of the buzz is if there's any headlines. But if I look if there's any headlines, I'm not then gonna spend the money on it. I'll just watch what the highlights are. Um but yeah, that's it's another weekend of a lot of wrestling, dude. It is um and we've pretty much discussed all of the right now. We have. I mean, um, so, so much for a short show, well, eh? <laughs> it's nice to see that we fit fitted into the hour and a half we were desperate to fit into. I do apologise. We'll go an hour, maybe an hour and a half tops. Uh... <laughs> but it's been a lot of fun, dude. It's been a lot of fun. Um... That's, all, that's, all I, that's all I care about is that you
0: and the listeners have had a lot of fun because I've pretty much roped you into this because you've been like, oh, every now and then I'll do it and it's like, the only guy that will... <laughs> <laughs> so I really do appreciate you turning up. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's all good, man. It's all good. Um, I see we've had a new turning years, haven't we?
0: Yes. I can't even remember which one it was now. It was a clash. Clash 12.
1: Nice. that's, that's currently that's out now on the podcast platform. It's out
0: now. That was out sometime last week or this week. I can't, That's how long. It's we made a decision during that show. We're probably not going to cover all the Clash of the Champions in such detail. Because they are so, they've turned into squash shows. It's like here's a star, and here's someone who's blatantly never going to win. And it's like yes, there's some, there's some uh, storyline stuff happening in it, and we're going to watch the show, and we're going to talk about anything interesting that happens in the show when we talk about the pay per views. Yeah, because I'd noticed that both myself and Dave were. Coming to a clash show and being like, "God, this was this was bad. How are we gonna? How are we gonna make this interesting for listeners?" Yeah. Hopefully, it still, it still has been. I think we have one more clash that we had pre-recorded. Um, but we will be watching all the clashes. We will be noting stuff down. There will just be, um, "This happened at a clash. This is how it's impacted the storyline," or it's just a matter of. We know that these shows are not being treated with the importance that they once were. Clash 1 is an important show. Clash 13, considering I recorded the show twice, I hated it the first time, just not worth, to me, not worth covering in the same way. I'm not no. going to skip them. You're going to get all the information. You're going to get any backstage anecdotes. I'm just going to attach it to the pay-per-view they're around. Hopefully, people we'll understand.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they will, dude. I'm sure they will. Um, but yeah, guys, make sure to check out the podcast feeds for the Wrestling Arena. That shows out. Uh, that shows out now, and this the audio will be going up at uh, some point tomorrow. I'll uh, I'll send this across either tonight or, or tomorrow morning, dude. Um, and then yeah, you'll be able to catch the show on podcast platforms. Um, if you want to see my stuff, I do uh, Ministry of Horror ministry of horror yeah we did a show last thursday i've done a few thursday shows just because of uh, things going on on friday so it's it's going to resume fridays uh we discussed i did a few reviews of um new films called bad things and Vampire, both of them weren't very good um and then we looked at the blair witch project uh series so i'll be doing another ministry of horror on let me look at the calendar and that's coming up over the screen lovely (laughs) on um the 15th i believe the 15th of september looking at the conjuring series and also hopefully reviewing the nun 2 which comes out next week um, that's all I've got to plug, dude. Do you got anything you want to plug? It's be our show. I do hope
0: that everyone's enjoyed it. I've certainly enjoyed talking to you, Tez See, I'm punk uh, forever. <laughs> uh, I was going to take my fists for this show, but uh, <laughs> I ran out of tape. Uh, but um, yeah, um, it's it's going to be one of those. It's just it it's 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 a good show. I've enjoyed the show. Obviously, I enjoyed every time we talk. Yeah. Hopefully, everyone enjoys listening. If uh, you want to join the Discord, I'm going to put uh, an invite into the show notes when we do uh, upload it on the podcast feed. Uh, look forward to seeing the Discord. There is a somewhere in the Discord for you to ask any kind of questions you might want us to answer. It is called. I think it's just called Wrestling Arena Questions
1: yeah if you guys uh if there's any kind of questions you kind of want addressed on the air just um just pop them in there we do try and have a look at uh have a look at the chat and uh, and see what's what's kind of going on throughout the show just sort of general discussions but yeah if there's anything you want us to um to directly discuss or answer or give our opinions on 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 any sort of future shows uh, yeah drop them in there or try and grab our attention in the chat if there's anything pertinent you want us to 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 address and we'll certainly do it
0: Certainly. But yeah, that has been our show. I've been Paul Barrow. I've been Tez. We'll see you next time.
1: Catch you guys later.